This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Anyway, listen, what's made you laugh this week, Chris? Well, I love this. This is this is a nice wee story. A 107-year-old woman says she's lived so long because she quit smoking aged 102. <laughs> right, OK. Right. Uh, but she does like a bottle of whiskey once a week. <laughs> a whole bottle? <laughs> yes. Once a week? Yes. I don't think I drink a bottle of whiskey in in a year. No, I, I know I don't, I don't. I wouldn't drink a bottle in probably five years. Um, <laughs> we're not a hundred percent. The article says because she still has a secret stash of eight hundred cigarettes in her room. Uh, she quits. Uh, this is Muriel Frumberg. Her name is. She quit ciggies five years ago so she could live a long life and watch her great grandchildren, her great great grandchildren, grow up. I don't know how old she thinks they're going to get to. Um, she'd spent. She'd uh, smoked for ninety years. At, at about 40 a day and she was born in 1909 uh, but the secret stash of cigarettes are being saved in case of emergency she says you never know when an I might 800 even. emergency <laughs> oh my goodness yes. I have to say though I, I know what she's talking about when I gave up smoking I carried about cigarettes with me all the time and it was almost like a kind of right they're there they're there and it was comforting to know they were there uh-huh. um, it didn't make me crave them as much okay Okay, but her daughter-in-law, who's 81, told her to throw them away, and she said, no, you never know when I might need them. Uh, They reckon that she's smoked 1.3 million cigarettes in her long life. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's not advocating smoking, obviously, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think some people's constitutions are just that, that, you know, there's there's just no getting rid of them. There's no, <laughs> do you well, know what I mean? Well, she turned 107 last Monday, and she celebrated in style. She had a trip to the hairdressers, a manicure, and then lunch at the Ritz. That's amazing. Fantastic. Good Do you know you. what I didn't realise? When you reach 100, you know you get your telegram from the Queen. Yes. But you continue to get a telegram every year All right. after that from the Queen as well. Well, she mentions that. She said, uh, I've got birthday cards from the Queen. She looks like a very nice person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, so she has a weekly bottle of whiskey, her uh, favourite tipple, and she enjoys it mixed with a little bit of ginger ale. Well, do you want to know one of my funny stories this week? Go on then. Um, I, I suppose it's the, the beginning of it isn't really that funny when you hear what the guy was going to do. It's actually okay. very awful and serious. Okay. But this guy uh, decides to pay these two guys to to bump off his wife. Uh-huh. Have you heard this story? Uh-huh. You have? Yeah, but go on. Is this one Tell of your it. stories? No, I did see this one. Yes, go on. Um, so anyway, uh, the they... The two guys who were paid to kill his wife um, obviously had a conscience. They ended up telling her what was happening and uh, they helped her give evidence. Um, and, and she basically turned up at her own funeral That's right. saying, surprise, I'm still alive. Is this... Uh, In Australia. Is this the Belenga Kalana? Yes. Okay, and she was, what was her, Noela? I think she was Noela. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, she crashed mm. her funeral. That's yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he shouted out... It's my eyes. Is it a ghost? And she replied, surprise, I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I'm sorry for everything. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, luckily, he has been jailed. But only only for nine years. Yes. He's uh, possibly eligible for parole in six. You'd be a bit frightened. (laughs) You'd be moving country. But the thing is, she said that, you know, she never, ever, ever thought he'd want to kill her. Well... No, I don't suppose you would, would you? No, but you know how if you're not getting on with somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're fighting cat and dog or you're at each other's throats, I don't think that was the case in this particular relationship. No, no. Obviously, that's a, 
I think you have to be there. <laughs> anyway. I've been like this and there's a drug dealer got a bit smart and he says, you'll never find me to the police uh, on Facebook and then got arrested. Right. <laughs> How? He fled to Spain um, and then he's back behind bars. He's 40, his name is Stephen Johnson. He used Facebook accounts under aliases to taunt the police after going on the run after his release on parole. He posted pictures from the south of Spain showing him living the high life, including posing in front of flash cars. Uh, he said, you will never find me. <laughs> but they did find him. <laughs> Do you think, is he is he taking photographs near a landmark or something? Or I don't is, know. I mean, there must be something that's... I don't know. It just says, the the police from Merseyside said, the arrest of Johnson shows that we never give up. <laughs> I suppose the other thing is, though, can they not tell your location from... I think they can do, yes. Facebook and stuff yes. like that, anyway. And he was sentenced to six years, so it, sometimes you wonder. I mean, if they're on the if they're on the run for two years, they'd, they'd probably been due for parole anyway, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Is it worth it? Mm. You know? Then we have a Dorset businessman who's selling jars of British air, British fresh air, to the Chinese for eighty quid a pop. That's incredible, isn't it? Do you know, I remember seeing something um, on eBay. It was an article that somebody said uh, they were selling Christina Aguilera's bathwater, a jar of it. And it was going for thousands. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might do that. But they're selling, you see, these to uh, Beijing and Shanghai, which are smoke polluted. And people are snapping up the fresh air decanters uh, for 80 quid. And the guy says in just a few weeks, he sold 180, 580 mil containers. And he gets his produce from Dorset, Somerset, Wales, Wiltshire and Yorkshire. And he has a team of air agricultural workers. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and they put bottles in adapted fishing nets and hold them aloft as they stride through a muddy field to harvest the product. <laughs> they then leave it open for up to 10 minutes to capture the area's aroma, but also ensure no grass or bugs get in. Once unbottled, the experience of inhaling the fresh air for the consumer lasts just a few seconds. But some people choose uh, to buy it as a novelty that will never be opened. That he is said, genius. He said it's the Louis Vuitton or Gucci of fresh air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just genius, isn't it? I wish uh-huh. I could come up with some kind of stupid idea to sell something or, or do something that would, you know, cost nothing and earn me a fortune. Uh-huh. Well, here we have the opposite to that, or the antithesis, as I think you would say. Uh, the most boring hobby in Britain, this is Paul Snelling, and he spends his time photographing post boxes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I've heard of this guy. Yes, he goes around, oh, there's, there's 115,000 of them, and he's the vice chairman of the Letterbox Study Group. Not the chairman, you notice. There's somebody, there's somebody out there uh, and, uh, that likes post boxes more than him. <laughs> uh, he started his epic mission back in 1978, uh, and he's still going. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Does he not have a calendar or something like that as well? What you mean? He's produced a calendar with. Post, I think he's produced a calendar. Post boxes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, when he sees the post box, he takes three pictures of it: a location shot, a close up, and a picture of the collection piece. Uh, so what we hear you asking is Paul's favourite type of postbox. He said, oh, I've got several favourites. I'm a big fan of the octagonal box, which were first introduced in 1860. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I drop off there? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> dear, dear. Oh, I used to so have funny. a favourite postbox, but it got hit by a lorry. <laughs> that driver knocked the whole lot over. It's very unfortunate because it was quite rare. Uh, it was a big loss for me. 
<laughs> My wife does come with me. She's His actually, wife? She's actually a member of the Letterboxd study group herself. That's actually the funniest part of it, that he's got a and, wife. You know, the funniest part of it is they've got children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for taking us through what's made you laugh over the last week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.